Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Love Hour Podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I'm joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And... <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm sorry, Dr. Lauren Fogel. Mercy. I was just going to say, <laughs> we have a very special guest with us here today. Her name is Lauren Fogel. Mercy. Woo-woo! Everyone clap in our studio woo-woo! audience. Woo-woo! It's four of us here. <laughs> and two of Everybody us are in the hosts. studio audience works here. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, clap! Clap! <laughs> yeah, yeah, clap. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us oh, today. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited. You guys are going to hear a little bit of the Minnesota. Is it called Twang? Uh, well, mine is actually Canadian accent because that's oh, where I'm originally from. You're from so, Canada? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I love a lot it. of I think a lot of people from Minnesota the accent has a little bit of hints of Canadian. Yeah, it's very similar. Very yeah. similar. I've lived in a couple places so I think it's sort of I didn't even notice your accent until Melissa said it. Oh, I hear it. You'll hear it. It'll come out. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, that's always the word to get it. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. If you are, I'm always excited. What's new? Um, Melissa only picks guests that she really loves. Let me tell you what. This is the first time I actually heard Melissa on a call with a guest. We were going to Whole Foods to get organic egg whites for your boy. You see the weight loss. <laughs> and Melissa and Dr. Lauren, Melissa was like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, this is this is what it must be like. Yeah, Melissa I, just I, loves all her guests. I do genuinely love all of my guests. Um, if you're new here to the podcast, first of all, thank you so much for listening and joining with us today. Podcast is a place, the Love Hour podcast, is a place where we talk about love, life, and the pursuit of happiness. We are not experts, but we bring experts on um, to help us navigate life and love because we're a real life couple with real life issues and y'all be real life people real life issues as well and so we just like to share um, some of our experiences and today we are going to be talking about um, John Gottman's Four Horsemen what are they called? The Four Horsemen of the Relationship Apocalypse. The Relationship Apocalypse so I call them the four it is exactly what it is it is literally and if you're unfamiliar I'm always like um, I do end up like researching a lot of things but I'm like never an expert on any one thing I just know a little bit about a lot of things in this field and um, I was really searching out someone who I felt would be an expert in Gottman and I found Lauren on Instagram by her post listen y'all for y'all people that are like experts use hashtags they work. They this do. is how I find my guests. I have an idea or a topic. I search the podcast or that um, hashtag. I look at your work on your Instagram. Let your Instagram. I don't know how we got here, but I'm gonna finish this thought. Okay. Mm. Let your Instagram be your resume. Nowadays, people don't have business cards. I'm not going to websites because I. That's not a place that you can readily find someone. So your Instagram becomes your resume, a place of information that houses who you are and what you're capable of. So when you use those hashtag, let it show that you know what you're talking about. Like have examples of you talking and posts and all of, no, it's not in trouble. I'm actually, <laughs> this you're is a hair like, braider. Melissa found her hair braider using uh, I use hashtag. hashtags all of the time they work don't let people tell you they don't work what happens though is if i find the hashtag find your page and then you have your kids and your dog and your car why'd you hashtag that 
Mm-hmm. I confusion. Okay, I'm done here. That was just free game to help y'all. Um, but I literally was finding or researching Gottman uh, on Instagram, finding someone who can um, talk to us about this topic. And that's how I found Lauren. And honestly, that's how, again, I find a lot of my guests. And I follow and then I'd be searching you out and looking at what you post and looking at your story, making sure you know what you're talking about. And then we reached out. I reached out to Lauren a while ago, actually, mm-hmm. um, to be a guest on the podcast. And now he here we are. So today, again, we are going to be talking about Gottman. I'm really excited about this topic because he can predict divorce within like an 80 something percent. 90 to 94 percent. Oh, I didn't know it was that high. I didn't realize it was that high either. With about, I think it's about 10 to 15 minutes of watching a couple. It's unreal. Yeah, unreal. So he sees y'all a couple talking. He's like, nope, y'all out of here. He can tell. And Even now, if they're not arguing? Even well, yeah, it might not look like an argument, but just sort of the interaction and the dynamics between them, he Dang. can tell. Now that is if they continue on that path. Right. Okay, so got it. You can, you know, intervene, you can do So like work. untreated. Yes. It'll end in divorce if it continues. Likely. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that. I thought it was like eighty seven percent. Like ninety to ninety four percent. That's nuts. Yeah, it's unreal. Okay, so let's dive right in. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. can you um go through and explain to us each of those the horsemen? Yeah, yeah, sure. Wait, did we so, say who she is? Oh no, Chadi, let you introduce yourself. Good call, Ken. Those are ready to get to the Girl, apocalypse let's right just now. Talk about yeah. I got cans of beans in my doesn't bunker. Matter. Yeah, all that doesn't matter. So tell us first who you are, your credentials, and also let me know. I said this with Emily, and I actually ha- usually have this conversation before we actually go live, um, but somehow we did it with Emily on the podcast. If you have, listen, if you paid for a degree to put letters in front of your name or after your name, respect. Okay, so if you want to be doctor, we will call you doctor on today. I'm all right with Lauren. Okay. Why does nobody who becomes doctor want to go by doctor? Do you understand if I was a doctor, you wouldn't even be able to say my last name? Just call (laughs) me doctor. Don't say nothing. Don't disrespect. I think it was like the first year that I had a doctorate and I was like, it's doctor. Yeah. (laughs) And then after a while, I was just like, all right. You earned it, Dr. Lauren Fogelberg. I am doctor. Yeah, I am. What's funny is when I had the OBGYNs on as well, practicing was really important to me get to get practicing doctors like literally um dr jessica shepherd i had probably three calls with her that needed to be rescheduled because she was in surgery mm-hmm. okay she's like legit mm-hmm. and was still like no jessica's fine i'm like ma'am <laughs> you're operating on people yesterday i'm I calling you doctor find a gender difference here mm. and i don't know that's not gonna like uh you know reflect everybody's experience but there are a lot of women who tend to be you know more casual there's also a lot of women and i think there's research to support this that are not called doctor versus their male counterparts who are automatically referenced as now that that is a good point and that is probably 100 percent true Mm -hmm. patriarchy always at the root of our problems that's right well chad i'm finna call you doctor today for men doctors it'd be dr man right right even on freaking Watchmen, dr manhattan he didn't just go by manhattan right and he was a superhero he wasn't even a real doctor well dr lauren we don't allow you the space to um introduce yourself so um dr lauren fogel mercy so i'm just gonna throw that in um and so i have a a doctorate in psychology Mm -hmm. and um, i specialize in sex therapy and relationships and so that's what i'm doing i work up in uh, minnesota 
And um, I've been studying the Gottman method, which is what they call the um, folks who are practicing the, the research-based Gottman um, couples therapy. Um, I've been studying that for probably five or six years and currently um, on a track to become a certified Gottman therapist. Mm -hmm. So I'm just in the, the sort of final stages of getting uh, certified. So um, that's my background. And so um, I, I am not Gottman and I don't know all the things, but I know a lot of the things and I'll try to impart some of that here today. Melissa oh, is that. all the things. I know. This podcast is all, all the things. things. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, okay. All the things if you're Jamaican. Yeah. You should make them for a Caribbean audience. I'm not going to do that. It's <laughs> cultural appropriation. Uh, <laughs> okay. So can you um, go through and share with us what those four indicators are? Yeah. So um, just for folks who don't know like what Gottman means mm -hmm. and what that is. So uh, Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Dr. Julie Schwartz Gottman are, um, I think John was named like one of the top 10 most influential therapists, um, maybe of all time of the 21st century, mm -hmm. something like this. Wow. Um, but he and his wife, they've been doing research with couples for over 40 years. And um, so what they found is that repeatedly over time, they were seeing certain patterns and trends, things that they could start to, you know, kind of package together and say, this is what that is. This is what that is. So there were four things. And he took this. It's a biblical reference to the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which was a sign of the end of times. Yeah. And so he kind of noticed that there were some four things interaction patterns that couples would do that if they're doing that you know continuously that that would sign the end of the relationship uh, and specifically you know uh, towards divorce so um, so there's four of them so the first one is criticism and this is one that's really common. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to caveat, just because you criticize once sure. in a while does not mean you're going to get a divorce right now. It just means that that's something that you might want to pay attention to, and it might be something that you want to uh, learn the antidote to and try a different way to do that. Is this in general, like, is this like relationship criticism or like I'm critical of everything you do? This is uh, within the relationship, and it could be about things related to the relationship or just mm -hmm. towards your partner you know as in a general. whole so if you're critical criticism means that you're kind of going after them as a person right so like there's something wrong with you the way you do things you know it's kind of coming at them and going after as them opposed to i don't like the way you cook this or i don't like this shirt it's like right. you as a person are right like i don't like something about you right so then people are like well what am i supposed to do when i have something that i don't like that's a complaint Right. That is different than criticism. Yeah. And here's the difference. So complaint is I don't like this thing, mm -hmm. a behavior or something. Loaf. Yeah. Something separate from <laughs> who you are as an individual. I made chicken meatloaf. That's what he was talking. You yeah. The whole the children. We had a whole meeting about it. We were like, look, we can do a lot. You know, turkey. We're going to talk about contempt yeah. in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Chicken meatloaf is contempt. <laughs> There's four horsemen of the of the meatloaf apocalypse. <laughs> we can take beef, pork, veal, but chicken, the children and I will not stand for it. Before I let you finish down um, criticism, we were actually just talking about Kevin losing um, 11 pounds, and he was talking about his love language being that of 
words, words of, of affirmation. affirmation. And one thing I want to tell you is that in the new year, one of the things that's going to be really important for you to get on your journey to a healthy life is affirming yourself. You always want to go go through life running toward, we talked about this, running towards something positive versus running from something negative. So always be looking for a way to encourage yourself to do better instead of criticizing yourself into doing better because that won't last. And one way that you can do that is through open fit. Open fit has changed the way I work out and you can use my code love. You can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, my listeners will get a 14 day free trial membership to open fit when you text love L O V E to 50 50 50. Try it for free or your money back. It's entirely risk free. So what do you have to lose except the weight? You will get full access to open fit all the workouts and nutrition guide. And Kevin was just mentioning that nutrition has been his biggest asset and help in your weight loss journey. Yes. And I, the, oh yeah, the open fit plan has completely helped me in everything in my fitness journey, especially the nutrition part, because it's eighty percent, eighty percent of of the whole process is is eating right. Yes, ten percent working out, ten percent rest, and um, I be going hard on the workouts on open fit, but the the meal plans, that's where it's at. And it's also a hundred percent a mind thing. Oh yeah. Uh, so you're going to uh, it get your we talked about the workout totally free for 14 days. Did I say that? You'll get all of this totally free for 14 days. Again, just text love. That's L O V E to fifty fifty. 50. They have everything from extended bar. Um, they have real-time workouts from certified personal trainers and everything that you need to get the most out of your at-home workout. Please make sure that you join. Get on the track to um, living the life that you've always imagined for yourself. And you can do that with Open Fit. Continue. <laughs> so, criticism. Um, so there's a difference between criticism and complaint. Criticism is about more like going after attacking mm. your partner. Whereas complaint is more like, hey, there's this thing that's bothering me that we need to talk about. So an example of that would be, you know, you leave your shoes lying about and mm -hmm. that's bothering somebody instead of criticism, which would be like, what's the matter with you? Like, why do you keep doing this? What is wrong mm. with you? Why, you're lazy. You know, you you're, yeah. yeah. Yes. Something like, what is it about you that you can't figure out how to put them away? Right. Versus the complaint would be more like, you know, it really bothers me when there's shoes out. I worry that someone's going to trip. I really need us to put our shoes away. Got it. And then that's less about the person, more about this thing. You know, Small distinction, big impact. Big impact. Yeah. Big impact. Mm -hmm. Because criticism over time will create negative uh, space in the relationship. Makes negative sense. space. So, what's that? Is that like um, in photos, negative space? <laughs> sort of. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the the Gottmans call it um, the uh, negative uh, sentiment override, NSO. Negative sentiment override. So you got positive and negative, and it's basically like if you were to take the temperature of your relationship. Mm. Is it running in a positive direction or is it running more negative? Got and it. that is stuff that's going to be impacted slowly over time depending on how the two of you are interacting with each to other. To erode the relationship. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. So if you're, it's like, um, think of a bank account. They, the Gottmans also talk about this. Um, an emotional bank account, right? So if you think of your relationship as an account, mm. you want to put lots of deposits in there and help that grow yep. so that, you know, if you have a deficit here or there, overall, you're still, 
you're yes. doing okay. You're in yeah. the green. Yeah. Whereas if you're letting things, you know, pile up over and over, mm -hmm. you keep taking withdrawals. You're not adding deposits. You're in the red zone. Now when little things creep up, it has a big impact because you don't have any room to work with that. I get that Makes a sense. lot, actually. Mm -hmm. It's Melissa always says things don't happen in a vacuum. That's right. So it always feels like a little thing push you over, but it was just yeah. an accumulation of little things. Right. Undetected. Right. Okay. I'm right. with you. Right. Got it. So, so we want to really watch for criticism. Now, so the way to steer clear of criticism, so for each horseman, there is an antidote. Mm -hmm. The antidote for criticism is going to be using a softened or a gentle startup. And so what that means is instead of coming in with a harsh startup like you do this or you're always this, you're coming in with, you know, hey, I, I want to talk about something. There's something that's bothering me. And you come in using a more gentle approach. And yep. that's going to be a lot better for the dynamic, the relationship and uh, likely, you know, feeling more respected. Got it. So I have a question. A lot of times, I, and maybe it's the the method of the person offering the criticism or complaint, but do you ever find that the person on the receiving end, it doesn't matter if you actually did phrase this as a complaint and not a criticism, that they still feel attacked defensive. and defensive? Yeah. So how do you navigate those type of dynamics? Well, let's talk about defensiveness because that's one of the horsemen. Right, okay. And then let's talk about the antidote to that. Okay. And there's sort of two parts to that. One is if you're the defensive one, mm -hmm. how to get that in check and what to do. But also if you're on the receiving end of mm -hmm. something that's, you know, getting someone that's getting defensive, you know, what are some things that you can do about that? Mm -hmm. So defensiveness is another horseman. Um, it's basically when you feel like you're being attacked and yeah. it often is a response to criticism. But like you said, sometimes it can be a response to a complaint. Mm -hmm. Someone could just be naturally on the defensive or, you know, it's maybe triggering some stuff mm -hmm. from the mm -hmm. past and, and that's where we're going. So defensiveness is usually you feel like you have to be on the defense yeah. and you're feeling attacked. So uh, what happens though is that means that you're not really present for the conversation and you're not hearing like if you're the defensive one and your partner saying hey this bothers me can we talk about this and you're going into the defensive mode you're not really listening then and then it's becoming more about you instead of the person who is bringing up a complaint and you're not hearing them anymore absolutely and so and that's not fair you know mm -hmm. you want to bring up something and now you're making it about you mm -hmm. and you're going into your own stuff so um, the antidote for defensiveness is going to be taking responsibility. Mm. And people struggle with this because yeah. they're like, well, I have no responsibility here. I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm completely innocent. Yeah. But in relationships, we want to preserve the relationship and we want to keep it on the positive. And so if there's any part of what your partner is saying to you that you could say, hey, there's some truth here or yeah you're right I left my shoes there and I know that bothers you and I wasn't thinking sorry about that let Man, me go Dr. Lohan, Funko Mercy, it is tough <laughs> it, I, I've been working mm -hmm, on it mm -hmm. and I realized I and mean, this partly is probably my ego uh, not even probably uh, it is really sometimes difficult to utter those words mm -hmm. but it is it is so helpful to the relationship. I think we had one of these conversations last week, Liz. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was, but I remember myself saying, like, have you seen the movie Hancock? Uh, no. Okay, no. so Will Smith's in it. I always tell my brother-in-law, Greg, he's Hancock. Grant, he was just like a jerk and shady oh. and super muscular and handsome, good at sports, went to Savannah State, all this stuff. And it was really hard for Hancock to say good job because he had to work with the police, and he's like... Good job. Mm -hmm. Like it always felt like it was really hard for him to do mm -hmm. that. So I always mess with Greg about that. But sometimes in relationships, we're like that. Like it's very hard to admit our fault, you know. And I, I remember telling Melissa, like, 
I can, it's hard to see yourself doing wrong. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I had to say, I can see how my action That's right. was like could be perceived as that that was not my intention but right. it takes a lot of self-awareness and like ownership and i think um it, it's helpful when you have a loving relationship but i can see if you're not like if you're beefing i could be like i'm not doing that mm -hmm. even if i am wrong she be tripping too and because she don't ever do it so i'm not gonna do it that's what john gottman calls it like righteous indignation where we mm. go and we're like i have been wronged i am the <laughs> victim here and so i need to you know defend myself and stand up for myself but this is you're right it's it's ego work yeah and it's choosing to put your ego second to the mm. what's in the best interest of your relationship right you want to have a good relationship and you want to have one that's long lasting yes then sometimes you have to put that stuff aside and that is hard. It is hard. hard. And that what is I found hard. is when you do it, it makes it easier for your partner to do it. Oh, yeah. Because Melissa didn't say anything in that moment because she, in this one, she was completely like, right? Mm. But I found in our relationship now, when it's her turn to do it, mm -hmm. she also does it. You know, she, yep. uh, early in our relationship, she was not a, a apologizer as much as I would have liked. Can you tell him the truth, but it's fine. He's telling <laughs> the absolute truth. <laughs> Uh, but this week she was like, you know what? I apologize for mm -hmm. that. And she wasn't being funny. She, mm -hmm. she made a joke later. And I was like, man, that's, you know what? That made me feel good. Mm -hmm. That made me feel real good. So I yep. think it's harder to do it. And especially for me, I'm a tit for tat person. Mm -hmm. Like I say something tonight and then you you pat me on the head mm -hmm. and say good boy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, overall, it's it's better to do that sometimes when you're wrong mm -hmm. for the better of the entire relationship. That's right. That's right. Now. If you're having trouble taking responsibility or you're having trouble finding some perspective in this and you're just stuck in that, like, I'm a victim here and mm -hmm. this is so unfair and the tit for tat. Um, and this is something we'll talk about in a little bit, but it's always sort of a go to get out of jail card, which is take a break. Like you said something. I'm feeling defensive. Hey, I'm feeling defensive. Can I take a minute? Let me go take a pause. Let me go like walk it off and come back. And then maybe I can have a different perspective yeah. or maybe I can, you know, set my ego aside yes. or maybe I can give this some thought and try to see how you might be thinking about this. So uh, I think that the idea of taking a break is so important and something that people don't often like take advantage of, mm -hmm. especially if you grew up churchy and you, you know, you're told, uh, don't, don't let, let the, the sun, sun set, set on, on your, your anger. anger. Oh, yeah. And so you feel like we need to hash this out mm. right now. Or family of origin in my mm -hmm. family, we, we took that scripture literally. Mm -hmm. So we would argue that day just so we wouldn't go to bed angry yeah but we'd be angry anyway yeah we just argued and we more angry melissa was like i'm not going to talk about this early in our marriage and then it, we just did it and it was so much better the next day well and it can often make things worse and then you have to do all this repair to yeah. come back from it because um from the research it's actually a better thing to take the break like when you're when you're upset like go to bed angry and then wake up and then you're in a different mindset. You have yeah. your physiology is yes. different because when you start getting into conflict or discussions where you're getting upset, mm -hmm. it's not just an emotional experience like your body is experiencing that and heart rate can go yes. up and blood pressure can go yeah. up and you can't even like think clearly. So true. Yeah. You can't communicate effectively. You can't be as empathetic. And so when that's happening, the best thing you can do is take a break. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we look at the stonewalling mm -hmm. um, horsemen, because that's that's exactly what we need to do. Um, but taking a break, I'd say a lot of people 
they do take a break, but the way they do it is not necessarily the healthiest. Mm -hmm. And then the biggest thing is the coming back yeah. from the break. You don't just walk away and then just dust it under the rug and leave it there. Can you give an example of what like an unhealthy way to take a break, like what that looks like? Yeah, so storming, just walking off. Oh, got you. And not saying anything and so we'll, we'll talk about this because this is stonewalling okay stonewalling is where you just refuse to respond you don't engage you don't you know you're just done you shut down but you shut down but you do it in a way that's you know sort of like i'm trying to get you Got like it. i'm not going to respond to you it's sort of that righteous indignation yeah, coming yeah. up and you just storm off or you walk away you don't say anything um i've had folks tell me you know people will disappear like their partner will disappear for hours or and they don't know where they mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. and and what that does is it harms the connection and the trust in the relationship mm -hmm. And so you're left with um, basically feeling abandoned mm -hmm. and it does a lot of harm. And then you have to then, okay, now you have to not only deal with whatever you were talking about, yeah. but now you got to come back and repair what you just did right. in trying to handle that. And so a lot of people think, well, then I can't do that. I can't walk away. Yes, you can. But you have to do that you know with respect and kindness so it's really the difference so that's stonewalling so the antidote to that is to go practice some self-soothing some self-regulation so you got to go take a breather go for a walk go do something so that's can you gonna say hey you, you know what? we're upset mm -hmm. what i'm gonna do is go to the movies yep. and watch 1917 because i like war movies mm -hmm. and hopefully in a couple hours we both would have calmed down yeah is yeah. that a safe way to yeah ask yeah you time? basically say i i need to take a break like, let's come back to this in a little bit or like I'll be or I'm going here. Mm -hmm. I'll come back in an hour. Like something that says, like, I'll be back. I'll be back. And that the reason I'm taking the break is because I need to go, you know, yeah. kind of calm my system down. Yes. I think um, sometimes we try to force our process on our partner. Mm -hmm. And that's that I, Kevin is guilty of that. Me, Kevin. Um, because you're like, well, I can talk about it right now, mm -hmm, right? But mm -hmm. if the other person's right, not ready at the moment, it's still going to be contentious. That is one of the hardest things that I talk to couples about. Really? Is for the person who's on the receiving end of, I need a break, whoo, mm -hmm. you can get even more upset because you're like, I am ready to talk about this right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so I now need, you need a break yeah, on top of everything gonna, else? Yeah, and so they kind of, you know, it, when you're in that moment, it can still feel like you're being shut down or you're being, you know, they're turning away or they're they're ignoring you or whatever. The problem is that there is no good way to mm -hmm. push through. Yeah. Because if one of you is, and this is a, from the Gottmans, this is a, a term they use is flooded. Yes. Which is like emotionally, yes. physically overwhelmed mm -hmm. and all that physiology is going, heart rate, blood pressure not much good is going to come from that conversation. So if you try to push through, mm -hmm. like you stay here and yeah. we're going to talk about this right now, you're going to do more damage. Yeah, I can see and that. And so it's really hard for both the person to ask for a break, but it's also really hard for the other person to be like, I got to put a pause on this. You yes. know what's been helping us in our, first of all, the love hour has been helping me as a husband. Because oh, yeah. sometimes fr the right uh, language to frame these things, especially when we were both speaking the same language, it comes across a lot easier if you say, you know, like that thing I just tested out on you. Mm -hmm. Melissa hears that. Mm -hmm. So she knows when I use that. I'm not being sarcastic. Because, right. you know, when you're upset, you read things wrong. Mm -hmm. You read sarcasm. Melissa and I we were arguing the other day. And it, it's so it's so key. And it, I'm not going to put the whole argument out there. But we were so upset, right? Stressful situation. 
she misinterpreted a word I said, mm-hmm. right? She, I said day and she heard date. Mm-hmm. And that was a big difference mm-hmm. in what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, so she puffed up like, hey, no, 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 no. I said day. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh. Let's take a break, actually, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're sometimes you're so upset. You're just you're you're even taking inf- information wrong because you're it's like a road rage incident. So it's it's the fight or flight system that's basically yeah. being triggered um, or the freeze response. And mm. when we're in that state, our state and, and talking about nervous system, our nervous system state, if we're in like survival mode, mm-hmm. that's going to shape everything that we're taking in how we take in so information. every experience that we have is going to be determined by what state we're in so if i'm in a survival mode i am searching and scanning for anything that's a that is potentially threat. threatening wow. and we do this whether that's you, a physiology it's thing a physiology thing so it's a nervous system that is primed to protect you. But in relationships, you know, the nervous system doesn't always understand. Yeah. Like, this is not actually threatening my life. But it just feels like But the like nervous that. system, it feels like that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about that, going back to that example um, that Kevin gave, is that I was flooded. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, and I literally, and I kept saying, I need to take a break, Kevin. I can't think about this right now. Like, I was frustrated. I was overwhelmed. And it wasn't, I recognized that it wasn't my fault. It wasn't his fault. It was like this outside circumstance. But it impacted oh, us tremendously. Yeah. And it was causing us to have this argument. I was like, I don't want to argue with you about something that you didn't even do mm-hmm. I don't want to have this argument with you because it's not even my fault this is an outside source situation. putting mm-hmm. this pressure on the both of us and now we're having to come to a decision that we didn't we weren't equipped to make because we thought we made a decision yeah. and now we're forcing a new situation now I got to think of all these variables I didn't want to think about <laughs> and now we're arguing mm-hmm. I need a break and I kept seeing it over and over and over until we got to the point where mm-hmm. he said that and he said day I said day is still heard Mm-hmm. That's still debatable. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I was like, I, I need every bit of a break. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up taking Josiah to soccer practice. My sister ended up calling. And I was able to like, <sighs> now, let me think about this mm-hmm. from the outside, mm-hmm. looking in mm-hmm. and kind of come to a different um a, a different answer, a different yeah. look at this from a different perspective. And we were able to come to a much better decision after that. Yeah. But we don't often, especially, um, I don't want to say men or women, because I do think you can be on either side, but oh, especially yeah. as women, when you feel like, I want to talk about this right now, and your man is like, feels like he's in a corner, he's back into a corner, that's when you're flooded. Mm -hmm. And you say and do things that you wouldn't have normally said or did because you're in this survival mode. Yes, survival mode. So you're you're much more likely to be critical. Yes. You're much more likely to be defensive because those are survival states, right? And so your body is kind of going haywire and taking over. And so it's really helpful to take that break. Oh, I just want to say one more thing before you go on. I was talking to a doctor about my diet and eating right and stuff. And he said, he's like, your stress levels are high. And I wasn't like stressed in life. And he said, your body, if, you're, if you have a poor diet, that also brings stress. He, he had front door stress and back door stress. Front mm. door stress is like relationships, kids, money, finances, things like that, which I don't tend to be that stressed about. But he said, if you have a poor diet, then your body interprets that stress as the same way mm. as, you know, so that reminded me of what you were saying about fight or flight. Like, mm. your body doesn't care. And those tense, like, arguments, road rage or an argument with your wife or husband still feels like, mm-hmm. you know, could be a mm-hmm. point of thing. You know, I'm not saying domestic violence or anything like that, but it feels your emotions are still heightened. So oh, it's yeah. really 
um, interesting that you say your body is reacting the same way because it's it's assessing the situation and it's not caring about the relationship one. So even right. an argument you might have like on a basketball court, like I might be really intense, but I, I you know the way I react to that person, they're, they're not in a relationship with me. But w- the way I might react to my wife might have a longer standing uh, impact than another thing because you know you're more it, invested. You're more invested. Yes. Good word. There is a lot at stake yeah. when you are, you know, having a conflict with your partner who yep. you live with and who we we place different expectations mm-hmm. on. I expect you to be more like me and think like me. Yep. And we have sort of a way of us doing mm-hmm. things versus, you know, if there's differences between what my friends are doing and I'm doing, I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make me no never mind. <laughs> Do whatever you want. You so know? good. So what we're talking about here are life skills. We're talking yeah. about skills that are life skills and translate into your relationship. And it's really great information. I also want to tell you another platform where you can get really great skills and that is on Skillshare. I have um, discussed this on the last podcast and a lot of you guys were asking, Melissa, which one are you talking about? Which one are you talking about and it was the one about developing great habits again what we're talking about right now um but this talks about your creativity and your passions and how to do things more effectively in your life so therefore you can have um those set kevin is a creator i'll use this thing that kevin is a creative so getting all of this other stuff out the way allows him to spend more time being creative joshua kevin shut up (laughs) What you want to do is, if you listen to the Love Hour, you know what that's about. I'm not going to go into it. I'm just saying shut up, okay? Um, But what you want to do is take one of these classes. Again, I listened to the one on developing great habits. It was so helpful. And if I got nothing else from it, I got do it afraid, do it anyway. Do not let perfection prevent you from doing whatever it is you have on your heart and mind to do. Do it. This is, it's 2020. It's the year of vision. Go do the things that you have in your mind. Go do them. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the love hour explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash love hour and get two free months of premium membership you guys sign up for this listen to that class that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash love hour again that's skillshare.com slash love hour kevin is often one of those people that people look at and they're just like how is he doing all the things i wish i wish i wish people do i was listening to a podcast actually it may have been on skillshare i was listening to something here recently and they were talking about um what did i tell you few people dream mm-hmm. less people do even fewer execute lots of people dream lots of people dream few people do less execute be a person that executes this year be a person that executes this year do it afraid do it anyway i also want to tell you about ShipStation. you guys know that we sell um, merchandise we use ShipStation as our platform to do so it is fantastic because it is a platform that lets you integrate all of your different um shipping platforms yeah okay no shipping uh uh interfaces interfaces that's all of your shipping your shipping interfaces into what whether you ship on or you sell on etsy or on ebay or on your own website you can pull all of that into one central location to allow you to ship your um, merchandise out 
a much simpler, more efficient way. Get this year off to a great start at ShipStation.com. Just use my offer code LOVE, that's L-O-V-E, to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in LOVE. Love. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code LOVE, Love. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. I want to say this really quickly. If you are selling on multiple platforms that is inefficient because you have to go to Etsy and pull your orders. You have to go to eBay and pull yes. your orders. You have to go to your own website and pull your orders. And what you don't want to do is um, lose money because you're like, I just want to sell this all on one place. This allows you to get your money, get your coins from all the different places, but you just have one central location to um, to uh, ship from. Ship from. Okay. Shipstation.com, shall <laughs> Okay, go ahead, Miss Lauren, uh, Dr. Lauren. <laughs> So, uh, so we're talking about stonewalling, yes. which is another one of the horsemen. That's the third one. Um, so you want to practice taking a break. When you take the break, what you want to do is make sure that you're doing something that is calming for you. Because the last thing you want to do is sit and stew about how your partner is being unreasonable and mm. all the things that you're going to tell them when you come back together in <laughs> you know, 20 minutes. Let me tell you my argument and here's where you're wrong and I'm right. If you are rehearsing all that yeah. or stewing on that, you're staying In elevated, that. you're flooded, yep. and you're staying flooded. Mm -hmm. that so you want to really do something good. to really calm down. So go for a walk or go take a shower or whatever it is that helps you to calm down. But you want to make sure that before you come back, you feel like, you know, you've had some time to, to let decompress. your body decompress. Um, and so I think, you know, based on the research, it takes about 20 minutes. If, you're, if your blood pressure and your heart rate was elevated, it takes about 20 minutes for that to come back to a baseline. So you want to wow. take about about 20 minutes um, but then you know life happens and sometimes you're like 20 minutes from now I have to be somewhere yeah. I can't do this right now yeah. so um, what we recommend then is not to let it go more than 24 hours because okay. at that point then you're just avoiding it yep. you're not coming back and it's just carrying over to the next time sure. so you know whenever is the next reasonable time where okay later when the kids are in bed or tomorrow morning after we've slept on it and we've calmed down let's make some intentional time to come back and talk about what was just happening and what were we talking about and let's let's revisit that i found a lot of times when i'm we are fussing about something we go to sleep a lot of times i can see my error when i start to calm down mm -hmm. like you know what kev you actually probably did trip a little mm -hmm. bit mm -hmm. and you probably took that the wrong way mm -hmm. like so sometimes even though she might ask for the break I can sometimes see myself totally. in a thing because I'm not, you know, your, your, your tendency is to protect yourself mm -hmm. and defend your ego and defend your honor. That's right. And a, when you get a chance to be with yourself, you could be like, bro, you actually are tripping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One thing I think is so important about this as well is the um, idea of not going back in like, let me get my argument together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that is mm -hmm. because listen, I'll take a break and also be like, so he said this, let me make sure I have an answer to that. Mm -hmm. He also said this, let me have have an answer to that and as a matter of fact i forgot to pull evidence uh b637 see how they Point do Josh. One. let me make sure to pull see? this forward <laughs> and submit that wasn't this into discovery. evidence <laughs> that wasn't a discovery but child i would like to call to the stand because that is great when you are Listen, in the courtroom yes. right you're like let me just take a break so i can collect all my evidence exactly but when you are supposedly in a loving relationship that is not going to help. This ain't no Law and Order episode, that's man. Right. But that's what this you This ain't Tyler Perry's a fall from grace. <laughs> Hello, but it, you end up you don't use that time. Hey, would you in to, contempt in court? 
and in relationships. That's right. Come We're on, come doctor. That. Hey. <laughs> I just think that that is a really, it was really good. Two things that you said. Number one, again, not using that as time to like go back and get your argument together. Yeah. But the other thing is um, the idea of not letting 24 hours go by. Yeah. I also think that's really important because yeah. it's so easy to be like, let's sleep on it. And actually, now we're in a much better space put it because we haven't talked about it. Mm -hmm. So let's just not talk about mm -hmm. it at all. What happens is it's like a backpack and you just keep adding mm. all of this stuff, all this, you know, we didn't come back to this. We didn't come back. Yeah. You just keep throwing that in your backpack so that you've got this arsenal when mm -hmm. you're coming to the next one. And you're Ooh, like, was a good word. oh, I'm not done. Let me also come to you with you know, five other things that we <laughs> took a break, we didn't come back to, and now I'm gonna bring it all out at once. And that's when you have an argument about you spilling the water and all of a sudden you're talking about things from 1989. Yes, Man. yes, yes. <laughs> because let me come back to that because we were not finished. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what, and then conflict and, and disagreement feels so overwhelming and so overpowering because you're like, what are we even talking about yeah. right now? We were talking about this word that you heard this and I heard, and now we're talking about 10 other things and, and I don't even know where to go with that. And so that's where we shut down and we just don't, yep. you know, come to it thoughtfully. So. That's you like, know, just like some, your iPhone. Another iPhone analogy. Tell us. Your iPhone gets too hot. It can't even process information. Yep. Your iPhone needs to cool down. Yeah. Literally, you cannot do anything when your phone gets, it literally will just be like, I can't do anything. I need to cool down. And yeah. you have to wait 10, 15 minutes for your yeah. phone to literally cool. You have to move it out of a hot space yeah. to a cool space. Yeah. Good job. And that's how relationships are. Literally will not do anything I anymore. love your analogies about the you know phone updates mm -hmm. and all of that. I'm good with cell phone analogies. I have been actually using that same analogy for the longest Don't time. Don't let him so take the credit Campbell for it. Stage yeah, Institute. I think we're on the same page there. <laughs> Why would he take credit for my analogy? <laughs> Is that your analogy? Girl, yeah. No. You got to keep updating. Hold on, Miss Dr. Lori. Oh, you yeah. know what? Yep. The email yeah. adding was me. The email adding was me. You know what? This I'm might not... be a good time to talk about how there can be two different perspectives about something and both Girl. could maybe be wrong. Listen, let's good. talk about it. Because one thing Kevin always she does. Out evidence from 1989. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, this ain't done talking about it. I'm going to bring it up. I've been thinking about it. So here we go. <laughs> that From 1991. Kevin is so good about... Um, most things to remove about removing me from any scenario and allowing himself to have all of the credit centering himself centering so in this example in this, this example is a complaint that yes she has this about is a complaint it's like bordering on criticism okay well <laughs> it might end up being so in the example of the um cell phone yeah the way that it actually started was i was showing josiah how to work on his phone and in the midst of my literally i'm like this is how you do it and i realized it's not working and i was like boom light bulb i share this and child somehow or another it has become <laughs> this is crazy where he doesn't even remember that it was I, me i don't so tell us more help talk us. about you have a complaint i have a complaint tell me what my complaint and is because i only have a criticism say, <laughs> you're gonna say i didn't know i was doing therapy today but <laughs> here, we go. Well. Girl, here, here we go here we go here we go office and your therapist so what you might say is you start with i'm feeling i'm feeling frustrated mm. or i'm feeling whatever it is that you're feeling put a feeling word in there 
when good. I see, you know, us talking about this, I feel like I'm being dismissed or, you know, that some of the uh, ownership for that idea mm -hmm. is not being, you know, credited to me. And, and I feel frustrated. What I need is, and this is where These we're going to insert. Words. These are great words. These are good words. Because I can already feel myself taking this better than it should be like, you are still my idea. You're, you're, I'm a black woman. Mm -hmm. Grab, grab. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm feeling left out or I'm feeling dismissed or I'm feeling frustrated. I feel like, you know, I'm not getting some credit here and what I need is, and then you're going to put in at the end what your positive need is. So good. Now here's what a positive mm. need is. A positive need is not a negative need. So a negative need, what we a lot of times do, we'll say, what I don't need from you Girl, is listen. What you need to stop doing is You turn into a black woman right there. You had a head bod, bod. You start with <laughs> what I, I feel frustrated. What I do not want. Where's and what I don't want you to go? do is. You from Baltimore. What I don't need is this. You feel me, cuz? Like, Dr. Lauren. That's a, you, <laughs> that was good, though. Because then what you're doing is now the other person is getting defensive right. and they're not listening to you. And they're and not now even going to address your complaint at you're all. You're off to the races. Nobody's getting heard. So get when you list? say a positive no. need, a positive need is basically saying, here's what I do want or need. You know, I need some credit for this. I need you to acknowledge, yeah. you know, that I had some say in that or I had, you know, some yeah. idea that I shared as part of that. So, you know, here's how I feel. Here's the situation. Here's what I need. Mm. And then it comes across as more of an invitation. It's like mm. I, I'm inviting you to do this thing that will, you know, have, you know, real impact on me. And yeah. then that will help us. Yeah. I Dr. Like Lauren, that. that was really great, really great because it is so easy to start off so well mm. and only get 50% of the, the answer in this. Mm -hmm. And because, end up with what I don't need. Is. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, me, Melissa today, right now, <laughs> will say something like, I feel like this. Mm -hmm. And what I don't need you for to do is. <laughs> yes. So how about in the future? We got the first part. Listen, well. all day. Soft answer, she's great at the Listen, entry. soft entry, got soft that. Soft entry. And then let's end with what you shall not do in the future. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. And, and so, that's all I end up hearing. Forget it. Yes. If you end like that, you forget about the soft entry. So, so good. A lot of this stuff, actually, and I know the Gottmans talk about parenting stuff, which I haven't even you know started to really dive into probably until I have my own children, and then mm. I'll start looking at it. But, Take your time. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot Overrated. of crossover yeah. in how you talk to children and how you talk to adults. Mm. And, you know, it might sometimes help to think about that. Like what you want to do when you're telling your kids, like, don't do that. You want to actually invite them and teach them, like, here's what we want from you. You know, we, we're going to sit, you, you know, know, with what? our shoes on the floor rather so than good. don't put your feet on the couch. So my oldest son, this happened yesterday. He has become a shower monger. Okay. I came home from the gym. He's in the shower. Mm. I take a 15 minute shower. I get out. He's still in the shower. Mm. Right. My older brother is the worst. Mm. He takes showers with no idea or care that other people live in the house. You know, we ain't got hot water heater for everybody to take a shower for an hour long. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to teach my oldest son that you like, you, I wanted to be more considerate, mm -hmm. right? So what I told him was, hey, I actually don't mind you taking a hot shower for as long as you want. The only issue is, so my youngest son, 
went to take a shower, the water's ice cold, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I said, all I want you to do is either take a shower after everybody else is done or say, hey, I'm about to take a shower. It's probably going to be a long one. Mm -hmm. Do you want to hop in first? Because mm -hmm. my youngest son don't be in there. He ain't going to be before you long, yeah. right? So, <laughs> and he was like, because I, I told him, what I want you to do is be more considerate of others mm -hmm. as you grow up. Because mm -hmm. you might be a roommate. We were on tour and stuff. My brother just didn't care. Mm -hmm. Like other people would be in there like, bro, I need to take it. You're messing up everything. You running late. So I had that conversation with him like that. And he was yep. like, I understand that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I, I get that. Like, you know, because yep. he just be in there doing God knows what. Yep. But he's not thinking about other people and himself. And I feel like addressing that way was better than, boy, stop taking that shower. You know, I got all that hot. That's all my mom did. You don't pay nothing on that bill. You ain't putting nothing on that five minutes top. And you're like, okay, bye. Well, and because you're basically just saying, here's what not to do. And, and then leaving it up to the other person to decide, all right, so now what am I supposed to do? And mm. they might come up with their own ideas. And that might be still very different from what sure. you were so needing good. or yeah. wanting. So if you're, you know, kind of saying, here's, Here's how to get it right with me. Here's what works for me. Here's, yeah. here's how we can, you know, best proceed from here. And so, you know, then it leaves it, you know, pretty clear that it, it. it's not just don't do this, but it's do this. Right. As an and you might even be able to do what you wanted to do anyway mm -hmm. if you do it mm -hmm. this way. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good. Yep. Yep. Good. So positive need. That's what you want to end with. I feel here's what's going on. Positive need. Got Love it. it. That was how you do that. We got one more horseman. Mm -hmm. It is the worst one of all of them. Mm. And what I mean by worst one, it is the number one predictor for divorce. And what that means is if you do this routinely without changing your behavior. And that one is contempt. Mm -hmm. And contempt is basically coming at your partner with this sort of superior position like, I know stuff, you don't know stuff, or I am morally superior to mm. you. So it's looking down on them, mm. and it's coming across with this more aggressive or disrespectful tone. Yeah. So when it's like, how many times do I have to tell mm. you, you know, what is it about this that you just do and not understand? Sounds like how people talk to children for sure. Right. That's, that's right. definitely how many times it's I've It's shaming. Tell you. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. And it leaves you feeling disconnected. Like that is not a safe place mm -mm. for me. I almost got upset and you were just using that as an example. Uh, right? I'm like, right. Melissa never talks to me like that. Yeah. But I imagine if she said something to me like that, there's nothing you can say after that that's going to be healthy. And then people wonder, you know, we're not feeling intimate. We're mm. not feeling close. What is going on? And, and you know, when you talk like that, you know, you might want to look back because often that's, you know, something someone's you parent or something yeah. that's modeled to you. Yeah. But that is not a, a way to talk to Absolutely. each other for a loving relationship. It does not lead to intimacy, closeness or safety. Mm -hmm. It actually leaves you feeling less safe, less secure. And and it's very threatening. So contempt is, you know, the number one predictor that the relationship mm. will not last if you continue to do that on a regular basis. And so uh, what you want to do instead is, so overall, the way to, you know, steer clear of contempt is to build a culture of appreciation. And what that means is to recognize what you appreciate about your partner yeah. and to constantly be mindful of that and, and noticing what you appreciate and having that sort of positive perspective in the relationship. In the moment when that's coming up and you're starting to go into that sort of contemptuous space, you want to just talk about your own feelings and needs. Because when you're contemptuous, you're focusing on the other person and how they are doing something that is, you know, uh, something you don't like or mm -hmm. disagreeable to you. 
if you then come back to you and talk about I'm just really frustrated or I am really struggling with this or this really hit a nerve yeah. for me here's what's going on yep. so it's very similar to you know using a softened startup and talking about you know your positive need mm -hmm. it's basically just coming back to that talk about yourself stop focusing on the other person talk about yourself I think one of the uh, like common thread is the word I'll use between all four of these is that in all of them some way shape or form you end up uh attacking the person like the actual like your spouse as a person that's what I'm trying to say mm -hmm. and what you're saying in almost all of them is to kind of reframe that and yeah. what and I can understand why contempt can be the number one because in that what you're saying is all of these things have culminated where you are the problem. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I need to babysit you. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need mm -hmm. to help you along the way. And I just want to change everything about you so yep. I don't have to do this. Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the hardest things and certainly one of the most common things is folks coming in, especially to when they come to couples therapy with w at least one person saying this person is the problem mm -hmm. and your job, we are hiring you to fix them. <laughs> I'm good. That. She be tripping. That is a predictor that this is not going to work so well. Wow. Because you're already coming already. in and that's contempt and criticism. It's all, it. it's all of those things. So if you come in and your main mission is fix them, mm -hmm. that is not couples therapy. And that is not going to produce the mm. loving, long-term, you know, nurturing relationship that yeah, you're yeah. supposedly wanting. Yeah. Because if you abdicate any responsibility right. for anything in your relationship, what is that really saying? You have no power and no influence? Yeah. No agency? And if that's true, then what are we doing here? Right. If right. you have no influence and no power, that's not a relationship. That was a lot. Mm. I could see people, and I guess we'll get to here as well, on like... Um, I don't know how do you you find yourself in any one of these buckets like how do you find your way up i know you've talked about the the antidotes but like i could see people being like yeah but dr lauren what you don't understand is they are the problem like totally. he is lazy totally. she does talk too much she does yep. always have an opinion she yep. does like that's what you don't get like this is cute but right. really it's them right. so how do you find like how do you get to the other side there of that? is always work to be done for both people mm. and it's about finding what your work is so I mean legitimately I hear stories and of course I usually get just one side if they're coming in by themselves mm -hmm. and then you know when they're both here there's usually intervention for both yeah um, but for example let's say you have a partner who is very contemptuous and very critical and you're just like oh I'm, I'm just trying to like get through the day then we need to talk about your boundaries. We need to talk about, you know, are you being assertive yeah. with your needs? Are you, you know, stepping away when things are getting out of control and you need to take a break? Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing is if you notice, um, we kind of referenced this earlier, if, if you're the one who's like on the receiving end of defensiveness and the other person is getting defensive or the other, well, actually, if, if they're doing any of the things and you're like, oh, I see what's happening here, but they are not calling the break or they are not recognizing mm -hmm. or self-aware, mm -hmm. then you call it, but you do not do it this way. I think that you're flooded right now and you really should be calling a break and obviously you're not noticing Dang. that that's what needs to happen right now. I was now. gonna do that. That, that was not good. the way to I do that. That was 
good. That you're really flooded is, right now. Yeah. And I'm you are flooded. You're not following the rules. You know, the therapist said you're supposed to take a break. You're not doing it right. That is just, that you is contempt. You and the therapist can shut up. How about that? <laughs> that is contempt. That is contempt. That is like, I am doing the rules right. and you're not doing the rules. Look at no. me mm-hmm. and look at you. Which will not produce a loving and committed and trusting relationship. That was good modeling, Dr. Lori. So, I've, I've been in the room with yeah. a few people before. <laughs> I know how it goes. <laughs> so, what you might do is say, I think that things are getting, you know, heated or things are getting, you know, maybe there's some flooding happening. I think maybe we should take a break. You call a break. It's so much easier in these things when you are saying, I feel like That's right. I, I don't know why that different phrasing. Because you do not feel attacked. Because you don't feel you attacked. You don't feel oh, like. I'm just explaining my feelings. I'm just telling you, I am, I'm not feeling this right now. Yeah. I am in a, you know, flooded space. And regardless of what you're feeling or what you're doing, or whatever, yeah. I got to go take care of myself. Yeah. No, that's good. So, you know, we can talk about this later. But right now I'm going to go take the break that I need. And if the other person is, you know, kind of the one who's flooded and they're not recognizing it, you can mm-hmm. do the same thing. Yeah. You know, I think things are getting kind of, you know, flooded. Yeah. Let's take a break. Let me come back in a little while. Now, if you're the one who's asking for the break. Ideally, that's because you're the one who's flooded. Right. Um, and you're recognizing that and you're taking a break. Then you are the one. It's like a volleyball. Like mm-hmm. the ball is in your court now. You're taking a break because you need to calm down. So it is your job to come back, come back and say, that was good. I'm ready to have the conversation. Now, otherwise, gonna, I'd be like, well, you never said you, you were know, good yeah, yeah. How do you know when the break is done? That's good. And it could that's be good. hours. It could be I need sure. to go do some things and then we can do this later. So if you're the one asking for the break, ideally, you're the one coming back and saying that's good I'm too. ready that's now good. you know but then you want to ask are you ready Ooh. Oh, is that's now a good. good time because you could be like I'm in the middle of something right now this is not the time for me to talk about this and if we try to push through it's maybe not going to go so well right now that is really good so you kind of say I have cooled off I'm ready to talk yeah. do we want to come back to that and if the other person is like no I'm in the middle of something then we can then say, you can't okay, get mad. no, no. As long as you're not like just delay, delay, delay. Like, yeah, yeah. Never, never a good time. Yeah. But then you might say, okay, do you do you want to come find me when you're ready? I could do four thirty. I got a, I got a, yeah. I could do four thirty. Yeah. Let, like what? You know, should I come back in a little bit? Do you want to come find me? Okay. Let's you know set aside some time to come back to this. Good modeling. That was really like she modeled how to have yeah modeling the behavior. Mm -hmm. The ball is in my court. I come back to you. You say you're not ready. Should I come find you? Do you want to come find me? What should we do? So that way we're clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's so good Mm -hmm. because you also I came back. They didn't say okay, and then we have this like avoidance, and no one comes back to it. So so freaking good this is free game that we're giving you guys free game that we are giving you guys and i want to tell you about honey which is a free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your shopping cart for free they do this for you for free okay that's free 99 that's free to you i don't know why i'm talking like razor ramon and you know how great it feels to save money listen We've had discussions on financial planning and saving money in your pocket and anything you can do to save a few coins, please do those things. Honey has over 18 million members and has saved them over $2 billion in saving. Honey also supports over 30,000 stores online, including, okay, I actually use them for Macy's and Sephora. Mm -hmm. They also have Target 
and Best Buy. And they're adding more every single day. And if you don't find yourself covered with Macy's, Target, or Sephora, I don't know what you're doing with your life because literally that's all you need in life. All of your shopping can be done between Macy's, Target, and Sephora. Don't at me. This isn't up for debate. Using Honey feels pretty great. Think of it as your little daily victory. Plus, it's free to use and installs in just a few seconds. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash love. That's joinhoney.com slash love. Join today. Save some coins. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Okay, so before we took the break, we ended with you... um, going over the last and the most the highest toxic, indicator yeah. the most yeah. toxic yeah. which is contempt yeah did you have anything else you wanted to add there you know it's interesting because um how contempt shows up in a relationship mm-hmm. is surprising to a lot of people because we might be engaging in contemptuous and not, uh, beha- and not realizing it because it's not only this really overt disrespect it can be through mockery. Mm. It can be through sarcasm. It can be through eye rolling and really? you know putting your arms together like this and doing this whole thing. Like that can all be contemptuous. And so we may not be realizing that we're it's doing some more of dangerous. those things. But those can come across. Now is all sarcasm sure, and is sure. all of that? No, it could be playful. It mm-hmm. could be fun. But it depends on the context and it depends on how it's being received. So there's Ooh, times how where it's being received is important. It is because a lot of times you might not even intend to have something received that way. Right. But if it doesn't matter what your intention is, it matters that's the, the difference result. between intention and impact. Yes. So you can acknowledge my intention was not to cause harm, but I see that that caused harm. I there use that was in basketball analogy all the time. Mm-hmm. People don't. If I didn't mean to foul you when I was trying to block your shot, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If I was going for the ball, but I hit your arm, it's still a foul. But I was, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Same thing happens in relationships. Yep. Yep. I mean, you can talk about your positive intentions because it's nice to know that you didn't have negative intentions. It does help phrase it. Yeah. But you also acknowledge the impact. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's also important because it kind of goes back to, I can't remember which one you were talking about. Um, but you were saying having an overall negative experience in relationship versus positive. If you overall think your relationship is positive and my husband or my spouse is like an overall positive person or a great person and loves me and cares for me, when they do something, I'm more likely to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's right. Than yeah. if, right. I, if yeah. we are in a contemptuous relationship, I think he is a problem. All the problems in our relationship are a result of him. Yep. I'm not going to give him that yes. benefit because of the doubt. then your state, the nervous system, how you show up to almost every interaction is likely going to be some of that fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to automatically, like before a word is spoken, you're ready to be defensive. Yep. You're yeah. ready to yes. you know criticize. You're you're on that attack. So if you're coming in from a you know loving place mm. or a place of respect, um, and so that's why it's really important to pay attention to the emotional bank account of the relationship. And so um, something that the Gottmans talk about and a lot of people um, are familiar with is their five to one ratio. Mm-hmm. The five to one ratio is basically that when you're in a conflict, when you're like, I have a complaint or something's bothering me, you wanna have five positive exchanges Mm -hmm. to every one negative okay that's actually their conflict ratio so a lot of people think that that's just in general in life Mm -hmm. that's a conflict ratio so when you are in the middle of i have a complaint i'm feeling this way 
there might be some ways that you um, can throw some positivity into that. So taking responsibility or saying, mm-hmm. you know, I see that you have a point or um, what my husband does, which I am working on because I find it really hard when I'm like, I don't like you right now. And he will put <laughs> his hand on mine Aww. and just like reach out and be like, hey, you know, let's let's talk about this. Aww. And so that's a moment of that's a positive or it means I'm not threatening. It means that, you know, yeah. we're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you want really fine. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be here for it, though. I know. I, I struggle with this yeah, because it's really hard, especially if you're in that fight or flight Girl, mode to be like, you are a threat I've to tried me. some hugs mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. thing. And they were not re- well-received hugs. So it totally <laughs> depends on your relationship. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. you can use humor to diffuse the situation. Oh, I'm humor diffused. Mm-hmm. Diff- oh, I'm humor. <laughs> Sometimes it makes it worse. And sometimes it makes it work. So you have to know, you know, what works for one Cage relationship room, doesn't man. work for the other and or the also, time. Yeah. I know I'm interrupting you a lot because it's okay. really interesting. That's okay. What worked last time doesn't right. necessarily mean it's going to work this time. Right. Context is Context important. Context is everything. everything. Yeah, and it's everything. like, but last time, that's mm-hmm. in sex, like more than one area. Yeah. You can't just say, well, this worked last time. Yeah. I'm going to try the exact same you way. You might know that in general, yeah. most of the time, this could work. But then depending on the circumstance, mm-hmm. t- for some reason today, that's not working because there were just a bunch of things, yes. you know, that piled up and it's just not going to work today. So, um, you know, but trying to infuse some positivity, even in the midst of conflict, yep. by softening your startup and using the antidotes and taking responsibility is going to help to, you know, get to, let's be on the Let same page. Let me tell you what, Dr. Dr. L. FM. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's people. When people say marriages work, we're never really outlining what that means. Oh we just God. say yeah. it. Like th- when we are arguing, Melissa and I, we don't tend to have like screaming matches. We've right. never actually screamed at each other yes. ever. Never yeah. got physical. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the arguments aren't intense. Right. And trying to remember all the stuff. And now, mind you, this is in a relationship where we literally do a podcast about relationships mm-hmm. and trying to remember all. And you know what's funny? So this stressful situation Melissa and I were talking about, this is so funny, right? I've sat on this love hour year, two years, learned all this info, right? Mm-hmm. When that outside factor came in, it was like I forgot everything I ever learned. Mm-hmm. I know to to cater to her emotions and not to logic Mm -hmm. but some and it's i use a lot of sports analogies for myself and for the men watching it's like a quarterback knowing you're not supposed to throw this pal from this place you're not supposed to throw across your body you know that but you do it sometimes and he gets intercepted it's the fight or flight Mm -hmm. that's what's happening so if you are entering into that zone that's when you're going to forget forget all, all your training things. and i do it too i'm a therapist i study this i practice it but you I make mistakes to, oh yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah you ask my husband he's <laughs> like but you know this and like you know things it. in theory and practicality are different which is why you want to be so aware of what state you're in if you're starting yeah. to get into that fight or flight mm-hmm. when you're entering that flooding zone game is over game, game time over that's good. Because then when you come back, then you can be like, I'm going to say the I feel yeah. statements yeah. and I'm going right. to do all the That's things so that true. I know how to do. But you can't. your body will not let you do that because you were in fighting mode. 
That is so, so good. So it doesn't matter that you know all the things. It doesn't matter That's that you've read all the You need to make sure that you're not flooded. If yes. you're flooded, it's over. Take a break. Come back. And actually, as you say that, I'm realizing in these arguments when I've seen myself, it's after that flooding moment has passed. Yeah. Right. And I'm able to more see the situation clearly because like, oh, my emotions are. Sometimes just not having your emotions high That's right. allows you to see more clearly. That yeah. makes a huge difference. And, and that is not like a flaw in you mm-hmm. or in me. Or, that is just a part of our humanity and how our nervous system yes. is basically looking out for us it's like yeah. if something is about to go down i'm ready for it absolutely it's like being hungry or tired like mm-hmm. you know if, if my wife or i'm hungry like let's just not do this because mm-hmm. i'm hungry mm-hmm. whatever you do i might not even be upset if hangry, i were full hangry is a thing ha- yeah. hangry this for is this not guy? the time to talk to me about that because i need to eat yeah <laughs> So and good. and that's serious. Absolutely, I'm I'm tired. Survival, right? Yeah, I need to get my basic needs met. That's your that body. That also works when you're tired, right? Which is why you want to go to bed and then come back. If you're tired, you're not applying all these skills. No. You are just like make this go away right now. Emily said that last week too. She said. Like hunger and tired are are drives. Yes. They're physical drives. So they're yes. gonna even override everything. Because you will die if you don't sleep, you don't eat. So your yep. body's like, yo, forget all that you talking about. Yep. Eat, Doesn't matter. Go to bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're really trying to literally override physiology yep. and it's yep. not gonna you work in anything. Work. That's a losing battle. That's a man, yep. such good yep. information. So today. you really want to take the break. So five to one is the ratio of positive to negative exchanges during conflict the day-to-day ratio just you know going about your life is actually 20 to 1 oh i know 20 to 1 in the day-to-day so let me break this down because it sounds really overwhelming (laughs) so 20 to 1 positive things between you and your partner versus Mm. the one negative that's about keeping your balance in your account high so what that can translate to is a quick text in the morning. Hey, ha- hope you have a good day mm-hmm. today. Thinking of you. Talk to you later. Or, hey, I was at the grocery store. Your favorite cereal was there. I picked it up for you. Like one, mm-hmm. two. Like each of those things is a deposit. So these are often not grand gestures. And what people get um, you know, stuck on is, is they try to like make up a lot of negativity with these big Uh, overtures like okay we're just going to go on a big trip and i'm going to buy you something nice and that's going to make up for all of the negativity and it just doesn't work like that so you have to come back so think about it like if it was an actual account right Mm -hmm. you get a big job you make a big chunk of money but you were in the hole you were overdrawn in your relationship you're still not even in the green yet fees interest Additional stuff. Right. And you got a big check. Yes. Right. Now you're just less overdrawn. Now you're just less overdrawn. You're not but You're positive. not in the positive. So it needs to be something that we do regularly. So every little thing that you do, Matters. it's, and you know, John Gottman called it small things often. Small little things texts, often. little gestures, a little, you know, hold my hand, little things. So you know and what? They, I think that's, that's what, okay, now I can see a little more clearly how he can see that, right, mm-hmm. in a relationship. So, I'm just, I'm going to big myself up for a second here. <laughs> and I, I, I tend to do the, I think because I really care about Melissa, I want life to be easy for her. My brother was with us last weekend. He parked my, we have a tiny garage. He parked my car basically in the middle because he's not used to our, like me and Melissa be like, we know how to whip it in there. 
So one thing I did is move my car back out so she could fit her car in. Mm -hmm. And then I took her car to the gym because I couldn't get my car out. Mm -hmm. And I filled up her gas tank. Mm -hmm. You know, two mm -hmm. things in one day, yeah. neither of which was like, okay, can we have sex tonight? Right. Which is what I used to do early in my relationship. Like, look, right. I did seven things. Now, right. but, but, right. please. Yeah. But no, yeah. but I did things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Melissa does the same thing. Hey, I don't know if you ordered. I picked something up for you to, to eat. And also, um, you know, I picked your shirts up from the cleaners because I was stopping by. Like, just little stuff like that. And you probably don't even realize when they're happening, mm -hmm. but you do realize when they're gone. Right. And they're not Which happening. Which is why, you know, that culture of appreciation is so important. Yeah. So you want to take some time. And the Gottmans even recommend, like, take a moment each week to sort of take inventory mm -hmm. for what you're appreciating about That's your good. partner that, yeah. you know, and then, you know, so one thing that they, that they have, um, this is one of John Gottman's exercises. I use it all the time with couples, yeah. which is called the state of the union. I love that. That's that's their term. It's basically your. Some people call it a marriage meeting or a yeah. check-in. Or love that. So on a weekly basis, ideally, um, carving out some time. You can call that like your Sunday, you know, yeah. check-in or whatever, to kind of sit down and say, "What's going well? Here's what I appreciate. Yep. Hey, something happened the other day that bothered me. We need to circle back to it. Let's." You know, talk Love about that. that idea. So and then much, let's talk about yes. like what's coming up this week. How can I show up for you? What can I do to make your life How better? How you? can I show up for you? So, great such a great question. So good. So then if you're doing that on a regular basis, and the reason why it's recommended to be weekly is that if stuff's going on during the week mm -hmm. and you didn't get a chance to really suss it out, mm -hmm. you can sit down and say, let's let's kind of tackle this now so that it doesn't grow into yeah. resentment and contempt and negativity. And so that's an opportunity. And so one way to do that is to start your meeting with what you appreciate. And, um, you know, Dr. Gottman recommends five things that you appreciate. And the five, which I actually just learned, I didn't realize that it was intentional. The five is for the five to one. So five mm. positives. Mm. Then you get into your one, like, yep. here's the stuff that's bugging me. And then you want to end with a positive. You know what's good about this? So another sports analogy coming in hot. Mm -hmm. In the NFL, they have film study, right? You have one game a week and then you have film study. And that's, here's what you did well. This yes. this is perfect. This And here's a mistake. And here, you know what I mean? Like, and I think even for me and Melissa, like the more recent, because in our marriage, when she says I do stuff, I'm going to give me examples. Mm -hmm. Give me, I, give me mm -hmm. 17 examples where I messed up. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And if you're doing it weekly, those things that happen are more fresh. Mm -hmm. So they're more, you know, as time goes on, you might literally not even remember mm -hmm. what happened. Or, But the person who was offended, their memory is clear the about emotions that. I was going to say, I don't necessarily else. remember what you said. So I forget what the quote is. There's a very well known quote about like, you won't remember what was said or what happened. You, you remember, remember how, how they made you feel. Oh, how yeah, you exactly how they made you feel. Too. And so that you're going to remember. Yeah. I don't remember what you did three years ago, but I remember, I remember that, that being really off, upset me, you know, yeah. and I'm still holding on to that. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. So if you have a regular check in and you make time for that, then you're really kind of getting some of that stuff figured out as it goes. And you might be then shaping the next week. So it's like, hey, let's not keep repeating the same thing that's not working. Yeah. And let's figure out a way to make it work this week. And you know what else? Sometimes you don't even realize how something Something's being perceived right. or interpreted. So somebody says it at a state of the union where our emotions are not high. Like, oh, you know what? By the way, you've been doing this, this, and that, and it doesn't really work. Let's try this. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. I yeah. thought I thought that was cool. My bad. You yeah. know, I didn't even know. Yeah. So um, that's a lot of uh, 
easier way to interpret that information than always at an argument. It's also if you're planning it. Yeah then you're less likely, hopefully, unless you're really good with timing, you're not flooded in that moment. Yeah. So you're coming into it and you're both kind of, okay, Open. we're going to sit down, we're going to talk about things, and each of us get a chance to talk about, you know, if something's bothering us. Yeah. And the more you do it, the less stuff there'll be to talk about. Because you're And the easier it. it'll be. So yep. the hardest thing is to get something like this started because if you haven't been doing this for a while yeah. and you're harboring a lot of resentment, sure. yeah. you're going to come in and you're going to be like, okay, meeting number one <laughs> of a list that's like this long. Here's all the things that are bothering me. All the things. The other things that you want to make sure that you're doing is you're talking about one thing at a time. I was just going to ask you, mm -hmm. how do you avoid mm -hmm. this starting off with here are the five things that I appreciate you very quickly. Mm -hmm. Now let's get to the real stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then ends you up have an the list, Yeah, right. and it's an argument. One thing at a time. That's the key. So there was something that bothered me this week. Can we talk about it? And then you do the, like, I feel this is what happened. This is what I need. Yeah. And then you finish that first. Is there anything more you want to say? Is there anything more you want to say? Are we good? Now let's move on to the next thing. And maybe you only have, like, one or two of those mm -hmm. each week. And then... You might even write a list. Now, I know that sounds like we, you know, we don't want to be like tit for tat. Like, mm -hmm. here's all the things that you did wrong. Tit for tit. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, you know, if there's some things that we haven't gotten to today that are important that are sort of bothering yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm gonna just make a note. Like, don't forget to talk about that bill that never got paid that we didn't get a time to talk about right. because we got other things to do. Let's make space for that next week. So that, you know, we come back to it. I love that. And even limiting perhaps the negativity, especially if the ratio is five to one, don't come with your five positive and talk about 10. That's right. Negative. That's right. Then you've just washed out. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so to keep that balance, uh, yeah. maybe you only cover one or two things right. at a time. Yeah. Right. Or and in you, a session. And you want to kind of deal with, it's sort of like triage, deal with the most critical thing first. So if there's something that just happened and we haven't talked about sure. it or it's really under my skin, yes. we're going to start there first. And then, you know, depending on how that goes and how much time we have, Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get to a bigger issue. That's good man. stuff. That was you good got stuff. out here got a gunshot wound to the chest right. and a hangnail. Right. You like forget the gunshot. Let's start like hold right. on. Like, let's this just is bothering. No, no, let's no. just put some pressure on this wound first. Right. You're right. very good at right. this. You got to start. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so um, the other thing that's come up a lot, and I've been getting a lot of feedback about online, is um, perpetual issues versus solvable issues. Ooh. And this is a tough one for a lot of people. So 69%, which I'm a sex therapist, so I love the yeah, 69%. 69%. I love 69. 69%. 69% of the things that you get into disagreement with each other is not solvable. Hmm. What Say that, more. Yes, yes. So what that means is it's about stable differences between the two of you. So if like one person's this more This is a whole new concept, so oh, tell me more. This is so, so critical for couples to understand. Okay. Yeah. So if you're more of an extrovert and you're more of an introvert or vice versa, that's not gonna change. Like um. that is part of who you are and how you are. And, and maybe it does change, but likely not. Yeah, yeah. And so you might have the same thing come up over okay. and over again about how long do we stay at the party and how many parties do we go to in a week and how often do we hang out and is it a big group or a small group or whatever. Man. And you keep getting into the same thing over, I wanna stay later, well, I wanna leave early. Well, I don't wanna go because it's too many people. Mm -hmm. Or it's, wow, you know, yeah. and you just keep getting into this over and over and over again because you're still 
difference still who you are. around that and you still have different preferences around that so rather than the idea of like let's solve this issue one of us is going to have to become the extrovert or the introvert to match mm -hmm. the partner mm -hmm. it's more like we're different and so how are we going to manage these differences sometimes i might so i'm more introverted sometimes i might say all right i'm gonna like take a nap <laughs> and go and you know, try to be social yeah. and really get in there because you know it's it, we haven't done that in a while, and I know it's important to you. Yeah. And then sometimes you know I might take a separate car and go yeah. home early, and you stay and you have a good time, and I'll be there. And then when I've had enough and it's my boundary time to go to bed, I'm out of there. And we have that understanding going into it. So you're not gonna make me want to be the life of the party. You're not gonna make wow. me stay all night. We're gonna work with that difference and we are just gonna <laughs> learn to live with that difference. And that we wanna do with respect. Because if I am fighting tooth and nail to yes. try to make you more like me, it's not gonna work. Ever. Oh, uh oh, yeah, yes, you had one. I know. Yeah. This yeah. is so good, and the reason why is because how often are we fighting against each other, trying to reach a resolution that will never be? That's right. And so instead of saying that, you create, you you empower yourself to create a solution that works for you. Yeah, that is not you become me, I become That's you. Right. And so it's basically thing like constantly shaping. Um, like your compromise might be like for this party, right. this is how we're going to handle it. And yeah. we have a game plan going into it. But the next party, it might depend if you had a really bad week and you're really tired and you might be like, usually I would try to like, you know, suck it up and show up. But yes. this week I'm not coming. I just can't. And so you're just trying to navigate yeah. that. So you keep kind of coming up with, you know, some different uh, alternatives or compromise or you're negotiating and then... You come back to it again next time and you negotiate. So the goal is not resolve, like right. make you uh, yep. more extroverted. Mm -hmm. Like that is not a goal. You mm -hmm. can't do that. No. But the goal could be, how are we going to go to this next event where you can honor some of what you need? I can honor yes. some of what I need. We can make this work. And that is two thirds of the things that you're going to argue about. That's I know this wasn't the point of this, but that is so good. So, good. so Melissa's good. sister and Greg, so I love movies, right? Melissa enjoys movies. She likes going. We go as a family. Greg loves movies too, but Mel doesn't. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like the experience and all this stuff. I used to get into this all the time. And then mm -hmm. Mel once said, you know what? It's about a year or two ago. She said, you know what, Greg? I don't mind if you go to the movies with Kev. Like me and Greg and, well, boy, we'll go see like King Kong. We'll go see like action movies. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's, I don't want to... I don't want you to not do what you like to do, mm -hmm. but I also don't want to go. Mm -hmm. And Greg was like, I don't mind seeing him with Kev and the boys. Mm -hmm. And Melissa comes almost all the time, but sometimes Mel will come to the house and Melissa will be like, oh, you guys go give Greg my ticket. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't have to do something she doesn't want to do. Mm -hmm. And he's not prevented from doing something he likes. Mm -hmm. And they and that's not going to be a solvable issue. That's She's right. not going to want to like right. movies. So, But that stuff, when it's not solvable, sometimes it turns into a legit argument. Oh. Which I mean, Why don't you just come to the movies with me? And somebody yeah. else would probably go to the movies with me. They might like it. That's right. right. You know, like we and always then, do that in our relationship. Then we're in... that. That is a bad train right there. Yeah. Because what you just described is a negative comparison. And negative comparison is when we start to look to our partner and they're like, I don't have to put up with this because somebody else would want to go to the movies with me. Yeah. And so I can go find somebody else. And that actually can put you at risk I for bet. going outside of your relationship. Yeah, just to go to the movies. Because you're then starting you're to think something better is out there. But, you know, 
a lot of people, um, they're kind of freaking out about 69% is not solvable. So like, what's the point? What are we doing here? Let's just pack it all <laughs> in. Point, like, yeah. what, why, why would we do this? I actually find that to be a very comforting number. I do too. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Please tell yeah. me. So I don't know why. Well, I, I was like, I'll tell I, you why. Yeah. What I find comforting is knowing that this doesn't mean that my relationship is not the right one for yes. me. I didn't choose the wrong partner. We're not in trouble necessarily. It just means that I am partnered with someone who's different from me. And mm. we're different in a lot of ways. Yes. And so it's going to be 69% with this partner or this partner right. or this partner. Right. And so yes. it's not about choosing you know, somebody where you're going to change that number. Like yeah. that number is stable across couples. We got 40 years of research to say that. Yeah. You're just different people. But you're going to pick which problems you're going to deal with perpetually yeah. over a lifetime. So if the problems that you're dealing with are also deal breakers for you, then we've got an issue because that becomes really hard to live with yep. versus you like movies. I don't like movies. We're going to have that difference for the rest of our lives and we're just going to learn how to live with it. So a couple things that you've said. Um, number one, I found that number to be very comforting as well. I think you articulated what I was feeling. But the other thing is that um, what you're also saying is that I don't have to be with someone who is me to make this relationship work. Mm. And a lot of times when we're in the one of those four states of the apocalypse, uh, it's because we think this doesn't work because he's so different than me, because she's so different than me. Instead of saying it doesn't have to uh, work for this to work. Yeah. I don't know if that, okay, yeah, that yeah, makes sense. So you just have to be creative in finding your solutions that actually satisfy both of your needs. Because if you don't creatively find those solutions together, what happens is that becomes interpreted differently. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's no longer just about, I don't like the movies. It's you don't want to spend time with me. Mm -hmm. It's not only do you not go to the movies, but you don't go to my work functions. Then you go back to the courtroom and you're fact finding all the evidence yes. that says, to support. here's why this is never going to work yes. and you're the wrong person yep. for me yes. and all this stuff. But I just love that like this doesn't matter yes. whether you're with you know whoever. So that you're next person different. might go to the movies but they might hate your mom. That's right. And that's what's more that's important. Right. I that's can go right. to movies by myself but you, you don't get all on my mom. Decide. That's a deal breaker. So you pick your problems. So yeah. you pick your problems. You pick which problems you're willing to live with. And they could irk you and they could bother you and you know sometimes you just mean like, oh man this is so frustrating. But it might be, you know, if I trade this problem in, I'm trading for another problem. I'm not trading for like problem no problem free. Right. Problem free does not exist. You can't even be problem free with yourself. That's right. If you lived alone, you get on your own nerves. Like, <laughs> well, you're right. supposed to get up and clean. That's right. I don't feel like it. Them dishes is in the sink. It's so how can we expect to work with a relationship we can't even get along with our own bodies? That's right. That's right. I was um, at a training with the Gottmans um, studying for uh, their couples therapy. And John said something which I found to be kind of profound found and he said you know we often will pick a partner because they're a bit different yeah. like because they're not exactly like us because mm -hmm. that probably doesn't work either if you're with, with somebody who's self. exactly like Annoying. you there's no balance there yes yeah, no so, competing for jokes with me Yuck. you know right so we're looking for somebody who's different but then once we secure the relationship we're like okay now let make me more like you and make you more like me and we try to make them like us and that's where you have the conflict yeah rather than knowing that you're you i'm me and there's a certain level of autonomy and we're individuals and we're just not going to blend a hundred percent 
on everything. And that's yeah. just, that is relationships. You need peanut butter and jelly to make the sounds work. That's right. Love it. Mm. That was really good and so helpful and empowering. I actually felt very empowered to be okay yeah. that, I, that and differentiation within relationships are good. Yeah. Like having that, again, that autonomy, that is so good. I was just talking about that in my last live, like trying to force um, me to assimilate into who Kevin is. I lose me that's and right. you will become resentful of that as well. So that, yeah. go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, you know, there's there's it's a fine balance between finding the we and the you and me, because you don't want a we that's so assimilated that you have no identity outside of the relationship. Mm -hmm. That is boring. Yes. And we don't like it like mm -hmm. that. That creates a whole yep. set of issues. It's stale. It's yeah. the same. You know, there's no creativity in that. Mm -hmm. But we also want certain things where we establish a we. Yes because we are still a unit. And so yeah. there might be some things that this is how we do it. This is how, this we, is how we think do about it. things. Absolutely. So it's a fine balance between having the autonomy and the individuality in the relationship, but also having an identity of we. And it's just a matter of like, what are the things that we're kind of co-creating together? And this is how we do it in our relationship versus these are the things that I do. And they're maybe different from you. Yeah. And that's OK yeah. because we're different people. Yeah, yeah. Love that. And I also love the idea that it's a constant negotiation. Mm -hmm. One thing that we have tried to do and I have fought against it. And now I'm like, this is why. And I didn't know. Kevin's like, just tell me what it's going to be. And I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> because what works for me today. And mm -hmm. that's just for anything. Like mm -hmm. he, we were talking about sex at the time, but even with like going out I can't simply say give me five times that we're going to go out because depending on the day I may not want to mm -hmm. so let's just always be willing to come to the table and have a negotiation have that again that negotiation so when we go out to the world we're united front it's temporary compromise because you're dealing with perpetual problems and um, things are not static yes so how I show up today, I might be a lot more compromising today because I'm feeling like I'm in a good place. I'm well rested. I had some food. I'm, I'm good. And so I might be able to give yeah. a little bit more today and say, yeah. I'm going to flex a little bit more and, you know, kind of meet you in what you're asking for mm -hmm. me. And other times it might be like, mm, I'm just not there. Like, I just can't. So it's it's finding temporary compromise and then revisiting these conversations throughout the rest of the relationship yeah. because it's not just like this is how we'll do it for the rest of our lives it's now we're going to do it this way let's and then you use your state of the unions yeah. to talk about how that's going do we need to make a change do we need to come up with a new compromise because maybe from lived experience this isn't working yeah. the way we thought it was yeah love that i just absolutely and i love the idea of a temporary compromise oh that was good. It's trial and error. You want to see how it goes. A lot of like scientific method kind of like, here's <laughs> what I think might work. Yeah. Let's try it out for a couple weeks and then let's come back together and see how it's going. And maybe we tweak or modify. Love that. Love, love, love that. <laughs> okay. Did you have any other last things, Kevin? Um, Dr. Lauren, I always like my guests to have um, the space to give us like any last tidbits or information or something maybe we didn't compromise that's like really important, something that you see that you would love to share. You know, I think just overall message would be that so many of us do not receive great modeling around how to be in a healthy mm -hmm. relationship. We didn't study it in school. Nope. So we're all kind of going in here without 
the tools and the knowledge to make it you know yeah. successful and work and healthy and happy and so I kind of approach this like just anything else like if you didn't have the user manual mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. you know you didn't know how to do something what would you do yeah you would go research it. it you mm -hmm. would go study it you would go like figure out how to make that successful yeah so if you want to have a really happy and healthy relationship go study it yep. yeah. the Gottmans have books they've got a fantastic blog um, and you can go to Gottman.com and you know read just snippets of all the things that we just talked about today and you know it just goes into a little bit more detail mm -hmm. um, you can so attend good. a workshop you can uh, the Gottmans have a, an app that you can download to your phone like you know just go and find the information and as you immerse yourself more and more in some of this research and some of the tools and techniques and you practice it, you're going to see the difference that that makes. And so um, I really recommend just, you know, if you find that some of the stuff here is useful to you, go continue the journey and read more about it, learn more about it, practice more of this. Yeah. And it will become more and more intuitive over time. Love, Love that. It love 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 that um last thing you guys know you guys are always support my guests on instagram so if you are interested uh dr lauren has tons of really great like the her instagram grid is filled with like you should stop and read <laughs> if it shows up in your algorithm stop and read all the things because it's really great so can you share with people um your instagram information and then are you sharing the book Oh, I'm I'm okay talking okay, about. Okay, I mean, Chad, I wasn't sure. I it's was like, in oh, process. It. Okay, <laughs> it's and then in you process. can talk about um, yeah. your book, and we'll bring you back. Up. I know yeah, I didn't know if we sure. needed to cut oh, that, so no, I wasn't that's sure. Okay, that's okay. okay. Yeah, so um, I am most active on Instagram, so that's at Lauren Fogel, Doctor Lauren Fogel Mercy. Yeah, there's a doctor. The doctor there, on there. There, it's there. <laughs> so Doctor Lauren Fogel Mercy on Instagram, um, and I also have a pace, uh, Facebook that I link to the Instagram, so you get all that there. Um, and then currently in process of writing a book with a friend of mine about libido and sort of similar to Dr. Emily Nagoski's work. Um, this is going to be something that's for all people. So mm -hmm. not just for uh, women re readers, but for anybody who's kind of struggling with either low libido or if your partner has lower libido than you or, you know, you're struggling in that relationship dynamic. It's going to have um, exercises and um, worksheets and things to, to so help great. navigate that so uh, that is in the works in process right now and when that's done child she's gonna be in our uh, I have a book club and we yes. will be reading that yeah. book yeah. so when that comes out just already know yeah. that that's what's gonna happen yeah um, I think that's it in the meantime I would just like to say thank you so much thank you. for joining us thank today you. and sharing with us all things Gottman I learned a ton of information I hope that you did too please make sure that you signed up for the love hour conference we are in 2020 we are like it's tomorrow okay not literally but like it's close um so please make sure that you sign up i did you know what the i'm gonna just say this really quickly the saddest thing about hosting a conference and doing it like more than a year out is that lives change and so some of the good news that happens is that people get pregnant and they're like i'm due like right around the conference please what can i do and then there are people that get divorced and I have gotten a handful of requests mm. for refunds because they are no longer together. I just got one yesterday or the day before. Mm -mm, and you gotta still come. 
Obviously, it didn't work out. Come to the conference Shut for the next up. time. Ain't no refund, uh, baby boy. Uh, yeah. Y'all better hold out so, till July 11th. Uh, that actually, that I say that because it actually breaks my heart because you realize that Breaks my people, wallet. That Figure people, it out. That people, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, people are She's still living. Yeah, I, I am know. having an emotion. Thank right. you, Dr. Lord. I'm having Lord. a financial emotion. But you're right. <laughs> um, that people are, you know, they're living lives. And they mm-hmm. obviously probably signed up for the conference because they see that they need that type of help. So it just breaks my heart that I have literally received those. But that does mean that their tickets are available. <laughs> so um, I do have, like a couple uh, uh, vow renewal VIP tickets available. What? All that being said, (laughs) some VIP spots are now available. They are available because, I mean, you can't, you know, what are you going to do? So I say all that. You broke them. Right. So I say all that to say, go to thelovehour.com where you can see information about the Love Hour Conference. And um, Kevin's hosting his conference, uh, the Creator Conference, in October. And if you would like to attend both, we will September. have a September. We move the date. Um, in September, if you would like to attend both, we will have deals available for you as well. Um, I think that's it. That's all. Until the next time. Bye. Bye.